Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on and welcome back to The Nothing Show. I'm your host, Clay, and today is going to be episode number 46. In this episode, we're going to be going over the NFC South 2021 season outlook. This is the seventh installment of our season outlook series. The only division that we have to do after this one is the AFC South. So in the NFC South, we've got the Saints, Bucks, Falcons, and Panthers. This is going to be a really fun episode. I'm excited to cover these four teams, especially because they have the reigning Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. First up, the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to go from fourth place in the in the division to first. So we're going to go Falcons, Panthers, Bucks, Saints. Uh, those are the 2020 season standings. And basically the Falcons had a very interesting offseason. They, they ended up getting one of the best players in the draft in terms of talent in tight end Kyle Pitts out of Florida. But they also traded away Julio Jones to the Titans for a second round pick. So this is... A tough team. It's unsure. It's unclear whether or not they're rebuilding or not. They just hired Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator for the Titans. I didn't love the hire. I think that he might be a great leader of men, but in terms of the offense of the Titans, they had a great running game. They did have a great offensive line and a great running back. He did help develop Ryan Tannehill from, you know, his Dolphin self to his Titan self. But the thing is, the Falcons already have a quarterback in Matt Ryan that doesn't need developing. So I guess the reason that they made this hire was just because they think that they needed to get rid of Dan Quinn and kind of get a more higher, you know, more electric, fun coach in there to really get things started, get the rebuild, you know, culture change, because the Falcons had been pretty bad for two seasons previous to the firing of Dan Quinn. So I don't hate the hire. I don't love it. I don't think the Titans offense was really anything special in terms of coaching. I think a lot of it was just talent. They had A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, a lot of strong players in that offense. But uh, I don't. But like I said, you know, I'm just kind of in the middle. I don't love the hire. I don't hate the hire. I think that I need to see Arthur Smith in, in a head coaching position for a year before I make a judgment on it. So that's to be seen. Um, the Falcons' offense has never really been an issue in the past few seasons. Their, their offense has been pretty good. The running game hasn't been great. They did lose Todd Gurley, so he's not going to be playing there in 2021. However, the they still have Calvin Ridley. They did lose Julio Jones, like I just said. So this, I think the offense is going to get a little bit worse. You know, they 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 signed Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson. You know, kind of to play the running back wide receiver hybrid. So the running game is going to improve, but the wide receiver room took a huge hit by losing probably one of the best receivers in the game in Julio Jones. They did get Kyle Pitts, like I said earlier. So the offense, they they made changes. I don't know if they're going to be better or worse, probably about the same, maybe a little bit more um, evenly uh, distributed. You know, the running backs are going to be a little bit better. The receivers are going to be a little worse. The tight end position got a little better. They still have Hayden Hurst. So this is a pretty deep offense on at the skill positions. The offensive line isn't great, and the defense is the main issue with the Falcons. Their best players are Grady Jarrett and Deion Jones, and those are pretty much their only proven good players. They have Dante Fowler, who's, you know, kind of an above-average starter. They have A.J. Terrell, who they drafted in the first round last year. Pretty solid corner for them, but they really don't have a great defense, and they blew a lot of games because of it last season. They blew a game to the Bears. They blew a game to the Lions. It was a really bad season for the Falcons. And 
I guess that's another reason why they wanted to make a coaching change because Dan Quinn lost a lot of close games and it all started with the Super Bowl against the Patriots a few years ago. So there's not much to say about the Falcons. You know, it feels like they're kind of doing the same thing they've done the past two years. They're going to keep most of their team. They're not going to make too many huge changes. They're going to try and compete. But to me, it doesn't really look like they're going to on paper, at least. And I have no reason to believe that they're going to, you know, whip something magic together when the season starts because they have a rookie head coach, because their quarterback's getting old and because this defense just isn't that talented. So for a record prediction, I'd probably say five and 12. That to me is a little bit, it's it's, it's hard on this one because they could end up going, being one of the worst teams in the league, but they just have Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. So they're going to win a few games. So I, you know, I'm going to take five and 12. If somehow, you know, they, they end up getting themselves together. Arthur Smith has a great head coach, head coaching season. Uh, the offense clicks and the defense can get its job done. This could be a good team, but I'm just not expecting that to happen. And that's not the default uh, way that this team is perfect, is expected to perform. So I'm going to go five and 12. I think that's pretty fair for the Atlanta Falcons. I would like to see them, you know, if they have a, an unsuccessful campaign in 2021, I would love to see this team just fully rebuild. I'd like to see him trade Matt Ryan. I think he's only got a year or two left on his contract. I'd like to see them probably trade Calvin Ridley if they can get good value. Actually, I would probably, yeah, yeah, I would trade Calvin Ridley because you got Kyle Pitts, you got a couple other receivers, and he's probably not going to re-sign with them once the contract's over anyway. Uh, So they could get a ton of good value for him because he's young, he's on a rookie contract, he's got a few years left. So uh, they can get, this could be a solid team if they just, basically are sellers next year or in the offseason after 2021. But um, I just don't think the future is that bright in Atlanta as of right now. Moving on to the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers made a huge splash in the offseason. They traded with the Jets for quarterback Sam Darnold. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, you'd know that I am not a big Sam Darnold fan. A lot of people think that he was just some, for some reason, he was the worst quarterback in the league because of the team he was on. Uh, that was part of it. Don't get me wrong, but he's not a good quarterback at all, in my opinion. Uh, I would love to see him have a bounce back, but, and I think it's, it's fully possible, but I'm not expecting that. You know, it's not like, oh, he's going to a new team, so he's going to be good. It's, oh, he's going to a new team, so he has to prove himself. And when I see him do well, then I'll believe that he's going to be good. The good news is the Panthers have a really good offense for him to step into. They've got Christian McCaffrey, you know, one of the best running backs in the game, if not the best uh, dual threat there, catching and running. And then they drafted Chubba Hubbard, who's a really strong running back. And he's going to be a running back too. So they're going to have a pounder. And then also, you know, Christian McCaffrey, I'd love to see them run some two, two back sets. At their receiver position, they're also loaded. They've got David Moore, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson as the starters. And then they've got Terrence Marshall Jr., who they just drafted in the uh, second round, I believe. And he's a really strong player coming out of LSU. So, you know, he's actually a starter on those teams, but he's going to be, it looks like he's uh, the fourth receiver in line right now. I'd I'd expect him to pass David Moore soon, especially if he has a good uh, training camp coming into the season. The offensive line is about average. Not great. Not bad. Not bad. They've got Pat Elfleen, Taylor Moten. This is, this is a solid team. This is a solid offensive line. Uh, The defense was Probably their their weakest link last year, you know, also the quarterback position, but they think they solved it. On defense, they've got, they just signed Hassan Reddick from the Cardinals. They have Derek Brown, who's a young defensive tackle talent they drafted in the first round a few years ago, 
or rather last year. Uh, Brian Burns, who they drafted in the first round two years ago, really strong defensive end there. And then they've got Yitor Gross Matos, who they drafted last year in the second round as once again, you know, a really strong prospect. So they've got, they've got a lot of talent on the defensive line. I don't think that's what the issue is. The deep, the issue is kind of with the linebackers. They don't have that many great linebackers. Their secondary is quite good. They've got Jeremy Chin and JC Horn, both young players. So this is a strong young defense. If they, if, you know, these players can take their second and third year leaps and really come into their own and be strong for this defense, lead this defense, then this can be a really good team. But it, these guys are so young. They have a few kind of holes. You know, like I said, the linebacker position isn't great. They don't have a good uh, free safety. They Their cornerback, too, isn't great. So uh, this, this team has a lot of room for improvement. It feels to me like if Sam Darnold is the answer, they're still a year away, partially because the Bucs and the Saints are still ruling the NFC South. But... I would like to see this team have, you know, a nice building season around Matt Rule. I'd like to see him prove that they can win the close games, that they can be competitive, that Sam Darnold is a starter. And then once again, it's just it's just a question about these young players stepping up. So I have this team going six and eleven. That's not a popular opinion. You know, most people think that this team is borderline playoffs. Um, I just don't think so. You know, Matt Rule's gonna be a second year head coach with a new quarterback. So this team has a lot of issues. Uh in terms of, you know, technicalities, like, like they got a new quarterback, they've got a lot of young guys, second year head coach, just, uh, I th- it feels to me like this team is definitely a year away from truly competing. And I know that, I know I say that a lot. I say that about most teams because I like to be optimistic for teams futures, but, uh, y- the truth is most teams will not make the playoffs. And because of that, they're going to be saying, well, we got to develop our young players. And, it's just a question of whether or not these teams can or cannot develop their young players and make good picks in the draft. So I think the Panthers have done a lot of good. Um, it's time that we start to see results. And then the year after we start seeing some results, we've got to see playoff success. So that, that's why I stand with the Panthers. I see this as a 6-11 and team, maybe even 7-10. and But, uh, you know, I'm going to say 6-11 and because I, I got a pick. So, uh, yeah, you know. Solid team, but very young and quite inexperienced. Next up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The reigning Super Bowl champs have the best roster in the NFL. They returned all 22 starters from the Super Bowl game. They are stacked. Listen to this roster. Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Ali Marpet, Tristan Wirfs, Ndamukong Su, Vita Vea, Jason Pierre-Paul, Devin White, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Carlton Davis, Antoine Winfield, and Jordan Whitehead. This team is incredible. Incredible. Most of those guys, if not all, are starters on the overwhelming majority of NFL teams. So this, this team is insane. I would not be surprised if they won two Super Bowls in a row. I think Tom Brady is just like that. Bruce Arians is the right coach for this team. And, you know, people kind of view this team, I think people kind of wrongly view this team as a Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Gronkowski, uh, Chris Godwin team where, you know, they just love to air the ball out. But to me, this team is based around the defense. Tom Brady has always had great defenses, strong offensive lines, strong running games. The running game isn't great on this team. You know, they got Leonard Fournette. They have 
Uh, Ronald Jones, they have Giovanni Bernard, they have Keyshawn Vaughn, so it's not a bad running game, but they don't have like a true elite running back. So I think the strength of this team is the defense. Devin White, to me, is one of the most underrated players in the NFL. And I know most people still have him as a top 10, top 8, 7, 6 linebacker. But to me, he's he's right there at the top, maybe third, fourth. I don't want to put him at one yet because I, I want to see one more big season. But I expect him to be in the defensive player of the year hunt legitimately. And he and Darius Leonard are my two favorites to win it. So I know most people won't agree with that. But to me, Devin White just plays with so much speed, so much energy, so much leadership. He causes so much disruption at the line of scrimmage. He's, he's so much fun to watch. I thought he was my prediction for Super Bowl MVP. And he didn't win it, but he played a game where you said, wow, like this kid is for real. He had the most tackles in the 2020 playoffs, even though he played in only three games versus four. He missed the game against Washington due to injury and then came back and was incredible against the Saints, Packers and Chiefs. So this team to me is defense oriented. They still have Levante David, one of their, you know, all time best defensive players on the Bucks. They still have everyone it's incredible how this team is managed guys took pay cuts they've still got jason pierre paul and shaq barrett coming off the edge they still have Indama kung su this team is so good there's not much i can really say about it besides they're gonna win a ton of games except they probably won't win the most in the nfl they're gonna win a lot they probably won't win more than like the chiefs and the bills because they're not really that type of team they didn't have that many wins in the regular season last year in fact, they were a wildcard team. They don't really have the explosive offense to kind of come back and close out games that they've been losing uh, just in the last minute. Because that's that's basically the strength of the Chiefs. You can outplay them the whole game, but their offense is so good that it can be 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then they'll just throw a long bomb to Tyreek Hill, get the ball back, and then score another touchdown. So I don't think the Bucks really have that explosive factor to them. Unless maybe Antonio Brown somehow has, has a big comeback season. He, he was solid last year. But if he goes back to his old self, I can see that. But as of right now, this, this offense just isn't that explosive to me. And so because of that, they'll probably lose a few close games to teams with strong off, like, strong offenses. And, you know... Uh, defenses that can can get stops so you know if, i think that this team the Tampa bay bucks will struggle the most against well-rounded teams if they play a team with a really strong offense and a mediocre defense i think they'll win if they play a team with mediocre offense and really good defense i still think they'll win but when they play a team that's well-rounded maybe like the browns i could see the browns getting the upset maybe the rams i could also see the rams getting the upset so those are two teams that you know, have really strong offenses and defenses and coaching. You're gonna you're gonna need a good coach to beat the Bucks. So my my record prediction, I would say probably thirteen and four, maybe twelve and five. Um to me, this team doesn't well, you know, you can't say they don't care about the regular season, but they're gonna they're gonna do their best. They're gonna win the NFC South in my opinion. But they're they're not gonna get the first round by. They're not gonna get the two seed probably they could get two seed but the first round by i don't think they'll get but really good team i mean you can't count tom brady out it's been 20 years of this so there, there are a lot of people's super bowl picks um tampa bay buccaneers they're gonna be incredible next year you know i actually shouldn't say that they won't get the first round by because if you think about the nfc you've got the packers the rams um they can definitely get the first round by i shouldn't have said that um but 
the, the team that got the, the first round by last year were the Green Bay Packers. So that team was really good. And I don't think the Buccaneers are going to be as explosive as them. But, you know, everything changes season to season. So we could see the Bucs getting the first round by. And finally, the New Orleans Saints. The Saints lost Drew Brees to retirement. And a lot of people think that this is it for the Saints. They're going to try to compete for another year. They're not going to have the good quarterback play. They lost a lot of big players. And they're just not going to be good. Uh, I disagree with that. In fact, I would argue that this team is about the same. They did lose some, you know, some big players, uh, particularly Kawan Alexander, who, you know, wasn't really a strength for them. But he was he was a guy that was paid a lot. And so a lot of people, when they're thinking of big names that left the Saints, they'll be like, oh, Kawan Alexander left the Saints. Um, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They don't need Kwan Alexander. They still have the Mario Davis. Quan Alexander was a midseason acquisition for them, who they traded for, for from the 49ers, and he was paid a lot of money. So he's gone now. They saved some cap space. And then they also lost Trey Hendrickson. Yes, that was a big loss. Um, but other than that, the as long as Michael Thomas plays, this roster is still really good. And believe it or not, I think Jameis Winston is going to be better for this team than Drew Brees was in 2020. Drew Brees was a legitimate hinder hindrance to this team. In the 2020 season, he couldn't throw the ball far. He was turnover prone, especially in the playoffs against the Bucks, And he, he just didn't get it done for this team. It was kind of hard to watch because, you know, it's Drew Brees. He's an NFL legend. I love Drew Brees. But he unfortunately just, it was clear that he had to retire after 2020. He had a, you know, the Saints were still good. He had a good season. But, you know, for Saints standards, they were shooting for the Super Bowl. They had probably one of the best rosters in the NFL last year. One, two, or three, I'd say. Spot one, two, or three. And they couldn't get done. But, you know, Jameis Winston, this is the best roster Jameis is going to ever play with. Or has have played with this far. Alvin Kamara, running back. They've got Latavius Murray, running back two. Michael Thomas and Deontay Harris at wide receivers. They've got a strong offensive line with Andrews Pete, Teron Armstead, and Cesar Ruiz, and Ryan Ramchek. On defense, Cameron Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Demario Davis, Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus Lattimore and, or sorry, Marcus Williams and Marshawn Lattimore. So this is a really strong team, especially on defense. I think that the defense is going to have to step up in order for this team to be good, just because, especially at the beginning of the season, the offense will not be clicking. You can't throw, you can't go from Drew Brees to Jameis Winston and expect everything to just go, just go move along seamlessly. Uh, there's going to be some, some bumps in the road, but I think the Bucks or the, I think the Saints will get there and they'll be a good team. This could start off kind of rough, especially if they play the Bucks early and they pretty much get embarrassed. Um, but this is going to be a team that needs to get better week in and week out and they will be uh, in playoff contention. You know, I think this is a borderline playoff team. They're going to have to be better than the third place NFC NFC West team, whether that be the Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks, or Rams. Probably not the Rams, but they're going to have to get into the wild card spot. Um, you know, the teams competing for that are going to be the Vikings, Packers, the NFC West, like I said, and probably, you know, Washington or Dallas, maybe. Uh, maybe the Panthers, like some people think, but I'm, I'm rooting for the Saints. I think that they have a good roster. It'd be kind of a waste if they didn't try to try to contend this year. So I'm glad that they did. I'm glad that they kept held on to their players. They didn't trade away all their, 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 their stars. 
and try to rebuild. I'm glad that they are going to compete. And like I said, if Michael Thomas plays and he has a season like he did in 2019, I think Jameis Winston is more than capable of getting him the ball. Alvin Kamara is a good receiving target. They have Deontay Harris to stretch the field. Uh, their, their tight end position isn't great, but other than that, they don't really have any holes on this roster. So I'm excited for this team. I think that they'll probably beat the Bucs once. They'll, they'll lose to them, I think, early on in the season because the Bucs are going to be such a complete team. But, you know, like I said, this, this Saints machine is going to take some time to get rolling. And once they do, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a good, good team. They still have Sean Payton. Sean Payton didn't go anywhere. This is still the same old New Orleans Saints that we know and love. They've been good for years. And I don't really expect anything to change until I see it with my own two eyes because the Saints have been good for a long time. For a record prediction, I'd go anywhere from nine and eight to 10 and seven, maybe 11 and six. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to probably say 10 and seven. To me, this is a team that goes above 500. If for no other reason than because they're coaching, they have Sean Payton. Uh, I don't see this team going below 500, but I see Jameis Winston, you know, I'm really rooting for him. I could see him having a strong season where he limits the turnovers and generates a lot of offense through his stars. All right, everyone. And that does it for episode 46 of The Nothing Show. I want to thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you like this episode, please send it to a friend and let them know. Uh, next week I'm going to have completed every single team. So if you know someone that's a fan of one of the teams in a division that I've covered, uh, go ahead and send it to them. I'd, I'd really appreciate that. And that's all as always. Once again, thank you so much for listening. This is Clay from the nothing show signing out and I'll see you all next week. Bye.